Welcome, everyone, to the Four Investors Podcast. I'm Andrew Gay, along with Gilbert Pies, and we are the Texas Hill Country Advisors, independent financial advisors based in the heart of the beautiful Texas Hill Country. We bring you the latest thinking in financial markets, as well as investor education and a dash of investor psychology. It's Friday, November 17th, the weekend before Thanksgiving, and it's about 3.30 here, and we just closed a phenomenal week in the markets. So, Gilbert, hello. Another thank you for, phenomenal week. Yeah, market. thank you for joining me. Why don't you uh, start us off by talking a little bit about that? Yeah, you know, since since we got the news from the Fed a couple of weeks ago about them pausing their interest rate rise, the market's been off to the races. It's done really, really well. We've had three straight weeks of solid performance. Just bang, and, bang, bang. That's right. Exactly. And and I think part of it is due to, uh, of course, the idea that maybe the Feds are done raising interest rates. But I think there's also a little bit to do with the fact that uh, we got a continuing resolution passed in the House to fund the we government did. for a few more months anyway. So that's not a headline hanging over us. That's a problem. We thought it, it could be. But it, it got passed, uh, went to the Senate, and President Biden signed off on it. And then also, we've also had some good information or good news from uh, the world of the oil market. Oil prices have been trending down. They've had a steady month, month and a half of decline. And we've seen uh, that reflected in gas prices. So that's also making people good. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So we paying, paying under three dollars uh, per gallon the pump now. That's great. What did you just say this morning? You told me that your yes. wife filled up for like two thirty-five a gallon in our area of the our neck of the woods. That's right. That's right. That's great. So two thirty-five hasn't been seen around here for a long time. Uh, and then, of course, too, what we've seen is we've seen the yield on the ten-year Treasury drop off. We've actually seen yields drop off across the board, but the ten-year is the one, the benchmark one that everybody looks at and pays attention to. We've seen the benchmark treasury yield drop off from over 5% that it was three, four weeks ago to about 442, I think, this yes. week. And to be exact, on just this week, the 10-year U.S. treasury yield is down 4.33% just for the week. So nice, significant little drop off. For sure. So we've, had, we've got a lot of positive things that are trending our way that is really helping out the market. So let's expand on that just a little bit as far as the the drop in the 10-year from its 16-year high, most recently around 5%, all the way down to now sub 4.5%. What does that mean for investors? What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Gilbert? Well, I, I think that means that uh, the market is already anticipating that the Feds are done raising interest rates. And uh, unfortunately, I think the market has also made the wrong assumption that the Feds are going to be lowering interest rates sometime soon. I don't think that's the case. But, but in terms of just where we're at on the benchmark 10-year treasury yield, we sh we would expect to see that reflected in maybe mortgage rates. Uh, mortgage rates have been pretty high the past few months because of where interest rates were going. But since mortgage rates are, are based off of the 10-year treasury, generally speaking, um, we should see mortgage rates start to ease back just a little bit. Now, they're not going back to four or three or anything like that. But instead of going to eight, they might stay in the six and a half, seven percent range, sure. perhaps. Uh, credit cards, you know, a lot of credit cards. People are, uh, if you believe the news reports and what have you, yeah. that uh, credit card spending is is reached a very um, pre or post pandemic high. Um, we should see credit card rates start to even off a little bit. Now, you know, they're still going to be in the twenty percent range, 
But instead of continuing on to 25 or 30%, maybe they'll ease back into the high teens somewhere in that range. That should help out a little bit. Same thing with uh, any any other uh, loan that you get, car loans, perhaps, commercial loans, um, things of that nature. So we should see e- interest rates ease up a little bit, uh, and that should be helpful for us across the board. Yeah, and I think that for the consumer, it'd be nice to see a little bit of that ease up in interest rates, especially for the floating rate debt like credit cards. Consumers have seen those increase rapidly over the last year and a half. And to, to finally feel like the the Fed is kind of easing off the gas there a little bit and those interest rates come down uh, might, might help bolster some of their consumer sentiment. Sure. But what about like on the investor side, if I'm looking at what's that going to do in the bond market? Because we talk a lot about, you know, the inverse relationship between uh, yields and bond values and how that works well. So what we saw over the last year and a half it be, with the the rapid rise in interest rates from the Fed is a lot of bond values drop significantly, which mm-hmm. is why a lot of 2022, uh, the turmoil that we saw there in financial markets was attributed to what uh, this non-correlated asset class uh, compared to stocks, which is the bond market, right? Doesn't usually move in tandem with the stock market, but it happened to drop off at the same time because of rising interest rates in 2022 at the same time the market the stock market was having some trouble so now i think that the we would also assume that maybe the reverse is true so now if we have peaked out and rates start to come down wouldn't it make sense to see some of those bond values come back up so what is what does that specifically maybe mean for investors or how do how would we want to uh, talk about look looking at some of that good good question yes so so to answer your your question the answer is yes if you're a current investor in bonds you should start seeing your bond values move back up again a little bit because we've seen the 10-year treasury drop off a little bit. We started to see yields drop off. So you should start seeing your fixed income or bond positions start moving back up again a little bit. Now, they're not going to go back to par. They're not going to go back to what they were a year and a half ago, but at least they won't be going backwards anymore. They'll be stabilizing and moving up just a little bit, which is positive. Uh, it also says that if you're not in bonds, that now's a good time to look at bonds as a good alternative to lock in interest rates. Because if we think, or if the market, and and, it, and if it turns out to be true that uh, interest rates uh, start to drop off and stay low or, or start to drop off from their all-time highs, that bond values will have a better time of keeping their value and maybe even appreciating a little bit if interest rates were to ever be lowered by the feds hasn't happened yet probably not going to happen for another 6 to 12 months but you you can at least have some confidence to think that instead of your buying a bond and seeing an immediate drop in value because interest rates are continuing to go up you if interest rates don't go up you should see, see some sta- stability in the value of your bond and maybe even a little appreciation when and if interest rates ever actually go down. And I think that the other thing I wanted to add here to try to transition us into the investor education, investor psychology segment of our show here to kind of talk about this from from that perspective would be that if, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of things going on and we're talking about, there always is, right? But we're talking specifically right now about the move in interest rates and the bond market and the stock market and how those two are either correlated or not correlated. And really, that's important to us and to an investor because of portfolio management. But at a lot higher level, what we're really talking about 
is making sure that if you're an accumulator, you're you're able to diligently save so that when you do stop working at some point, um, or even if you're on the other side of that and you already have stopped working at some point, we're making sure that your financial picture, our goal is to make sure your financial picture uh, can take care of your needs, your wants, and your wishes later on in life. Whether you're saving for it right now and you got a long ro- runway ahead of you, or if you're in that stage of life right now and you're in, you're interested in protecting, managing, growing, and sustaining what you have, uh, either either one of those scenarios, what we're talking about here, could be relevant. But at a very granular level, where you as a as a you know the the everyday Joe, if you will, doesn't necessarily have to keep up with that. That's why you can partner with an advisor like us to kind of take you through some of that. Um, so. If we're looking at kind of getting out of the weeds, what would you have to say, Gilbert, about the investor psychology part of that? Where, yes, it's important to understand kind of where we stand with all of that, um, but how does that relate to me if I'm trying to make sure that my, you know, my needs, my wants, and my wishes are are, are taken care of? Does it does it employ the idea that I should do something different from what I'm doing? What would you have to say about that that concept? Well, I, I think you, you brought up something really important in your comments there. It depends on what your runway looks like. So if you need this money that we're talking about investing sometime in the future, 10, 20, 30 years down the road, then in spite of what's going on in the market, you should be investing for the long term. Because I think anybody in there, if you're thinking about it, uh, 10, 20, 30 years, that's a long time. So invest for the long term. But if your situation is you're not really invested in the, for the long term necessarily, you're maybe interested in more intermediate or short term, then you should be investing a different way. But guess what? It doesn't matter what your runway looks like. It doesn't matter what's happening in the market. It doesn't matter what interest rates are. There is always something you can do. And if you sit down with an advisor, whether it's us or somebody else, they can always give you recommendations that fit your unique situation. So there's always ideas. It's it's hard to answer the question uh, specifically because you know we're not we're not talking to a specific person. But it doesn't matter what all those other variables are doing. A financial advisor can help you create a plan and cut through that, some of that noise and right? cut through some of that noise that will help you feel like you're achieving your goals, whatever it happens to be, whether and that it's you're a, on track whether it's a 30-year goal or a two-year goal, um, whether you want to be aggressive or you want to be conservative. So it, it really just depends on you. What I would say is everybody, if you're invested in any way, shape, or form, whether it's a 401k, pension, an annuity, stocks or bonds or anything like that, it might probably be a good idea for you to just sit down with a financial advisor and say, hey, listen, here's what I got. What do you think? Um, most financial advisors will sit down and, and give you a complimentary consultation. And if the one you meet with doesn't do that, you can always reach out to me and Andrew. We do that. Um, we can sit down and, and look at what you have and give you our two cents worth on where you're at. And, and we'll ask you some of the same things that we're talking about now. What's your tolerance for risk? What's your time horizon? What's your investment objective? What do you have in terms of assets, liabilities, uh, dependents, 
what what are what are your specific needs, goals, and objectives, and how can we best meet those? And then we can look at what you have already and give you some recommendations and some ideas about maybe uh, tweaks to make better. Um, what what we do is not really rocket science, but it does take a fair bit of uh, uh, information and access to information to be sure that you're doing uh, as good a job as you possibly can. And right. And, and the biggest the biggest issue with that, I think, is we live in a world that we're inundated with information. We yes. don't know who to take advice from. That's exactly and right. That's, so, and that's one of our biggest uh you know, uses is to help people cut through that so they don't have to worry about, you know, and those people on, you know, you can pick any media company you want, Fox News, CNN, whatever. TikTok, they don't, they, yeah, influencers, <laughs> the Finfluencers, they don't know you, right? But as us, as licensed financial representatives, we're actually on the hook for making sure that when we do talk to you about these things, that we are doling out recommendations and, and education to you that's like in your best interest. And those other people that are out there swirling around all that information out there in, in the financial universe, they don't they don't know you. And they, they are not on the hook for giving you advice and it, that's in your best interest. So even us, you know, we're on on all the social media platforms. Yeah. Um, but but what we always try to do is is tell people, hey, listen, um, the the information that we're giving is just general. It's not specific to any one specific person. So to talk about specifics would be a detriment, I think, uh, for anybody that even comes across our videos or our, our uh, social media platform. So I, I think if you really want to get specific and get down into the weeds for you. The best thing to do is visit with a financial advisor, whether it's right. us or somebody else, visit with yeah. one. Because ultimately, if if we give you some advice and you don't like it, you don't have to take it. Right. <laughs> or or if you get some advice from somebody else and you don't like it, you don't have to take it. Yeah. Um, so so there's there's a lot of different options out there. We would just encourage you to sit down and and even if you think you don't have a lot, which you know, a lot of New investors, young families, young people don't have a lot, quote unquote. Um, it doesn't mean you can't use some help and maybe somebody to point you in the right direction. Right. Um, Amen to that. And and we always talk about things uh, revolving around investing, but our conversations are much deeper than that. We're not just talking about what do your investments look like or what do your assets look like. Or yeah, we're not talking about how to make how to make your money, make money from you strategically trading. Right. We're not talking about trading. That, well, that's not we're, what we're, we're not we're just doing. talking about those things. We're talking about, Hey, what about your legal life? Have you got that in order? Um, who's going to take care of your kids? If you're not here, uh, do you have life insurance? What happens if you get hit by a bus? Do you want your family to be taken care of? Um, income replacement ideas. If you have elderly parents, yeah. how are you going to help take care of your elderly siblings? Income uh, maximization, special needs, distribution strategies. I mean, the list goes on and on and on, on and on and on. So, so yes, our conversations revolve around investing in finance, yeah. but we also wrap in a whole bunch of other things that most people don't really even stop to think about. Right, are important. And that's a great segue into closing out our show here. I just want to mention we're going into the weekend right before Thanksgiving, so I just want to give a quick shout out to all you guys that take the time to listen to our show. And keep up with what we're doing. We're so grateful for you. Uh, we wouldn't be able to keep doing this if it wasn't for you. So thank you so much. Amen. Um, hope that you guys are out there that are listening. I hope you do have a wonderful um, Thanksgiving this upcoming week. We will be on probably once or twice next week. 
Uh, we've been hitting about three times a week now. So thank you for keeping up with us. We really appreciate it. It really does mean a lot um, uh, as far as what Gilbert and I have built with Texas Hill Country Advisors. So thank you for that. Hope you guys have a great week. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget, interact with us, share content, helps other people find the show. We're so grateful for you guys. Have a good one. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Next Financial Group, member of Fenner-Sipic, Texas Hill Country Advisors, not an affiliate of Next Financial Group. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Past performance does not guarantee future performance. All the views expressed are those of Andrew Gay, Gilbert Pies, and Texas Hill Country Advisors, and not those of Next Financial Group. The S&P 500 is a market cap-weighted index composed of common stocks, 500 leading companies, and leading industries of the U.S. economy. And the Dow Jones Industrial Average is a price-weighted index of 30 actively traded blue-chip stocks.